Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. Yo, what's up, friends and fam? Good to see you guys today. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, uh, thanks for crashing a party. For everybody watching online, thanks for hanging out with us on YouTube and Facebook and on the app and all that good stuff. Uh, listen, next week, uh, we're, we're kicking off a new like subtext of this book of Luke. Uh, we're calling this next group of talks, uh, When Pigs Fly. Uh, we're going to be talking about the miracles of Jesus and what they have to do with, with our lives today. That's exciting, man. I love the miracles and seeing all the crazy things that Jesus did and more and more people begin to believe and, and follow and, and trust in him. So that's going to be fun. We're going to kick that off uh, next week, which means today is the last installment of our series of talks in the Foundation Series. So over the past few weeks, we've been trying to figure out what are the foundational principles of following Jesus. Like, if you're going to have a relationship with God, what are some of the things that you are going to face? Some of the things that you have to, to know and really get a grasp and a handle on. These are the, the, the pillars of the faith, the foundation, the bedrock of what it means to follow Jesus. And so we've been going through that. If you were here last week, you know Pastor Michael preached on temptation. If you didn't get that, you need to go look that up in the app. Uh, man, just did an incredible job uh, on, on that text. But today I want to talk about a subject that, uh, man, I would, I would probably go as far as to say every single person in this room struggles with. I believe it's one of the biggest barriers in growing in your relationship with God. Uh, chances are, if you are not where you want to be in your relationship with God, it comes down to one word. And I, and I hate this word. I wish we could have skipped this. This is one of the things about preaching through a book of the Bible. Like you got to preach them all. You got, you got to preach all the stories, whether you like it or not. This is one word that honestly uh, I would have skipped because it, it, it hits too close to home. It, it's, it's this right here. One word that could totally hinder what God wants to do in your life is this, busy busy. Now, I've, I've talked to people, invited them to, to be a part of a small group uh, that meets here at Revo Church. And I say, hey man, there's, there's some that meet in the morning, some that meet in the afternoon, some that meet at night. They meet all five nights of the week. Oh, Nathan, sounds so good. I know that's, man, I, I really want to, but I'm busy. Man, nights are, are bad for me. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm a parent, I'm a spouse, I got a full-time job, I'm taking care of my parents and I've got this and that and I, I drive a taxi service with my kids and who's gonna cook the meal? And man, like I'm just, just busy. Like, all right, well, well, what about serving on a Sunday morning, right? You got 168 hours in a week. You could show up to Revo one hour a week. Just, just like, just do one of those. You can figure out what you want to do with the other 167. And, and like, let's serve, let's jump in and serve other people and, and be a part of the house here and the faith family here at Revo. Man, Nathan, sounds good. Man, I, I want to, but I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. I'm just busy. We got a lot going on. Even weekends are are real busy for me. I'm like, all right, well, so Sunday's too busy for, I get it, let's do this. We have ministry partners all over the city. You can serve them morning, noon, or night, any seven days of the week. You can, you can jump in with, uh, with Hope Winston-Salem and you can pack book bags full of food to give to, to kids at school that don't have anything to eat. You can 
partner with us with City Lights Ministry. We're building beds for kids in Winston-Salem that don't have, that they don't have beds. They're sleeping on the floor. I don't know if you knew that was a big problem, but it is. You're going to hear about that later. You can jump in with, with City Light with us, or, or, or maybe you can uh, help us like put some bikes together because we give away a bunch of bikes with cycle, recycle to kids that, that wouldn't normally be able to afford a bike. We get them donated and clean them up, and we can do that. You can do that anytime. Oh, man, that sounds good. I want to, but you know, I got, I got a lot going on at work right now. Just, just real busy, super, super busy. A lot of, lot of irons in the fire. I want to, it sounds, it sounds good, but I just don't have time. And it's gotten to the point where like busyness is a badge of honor that we wear. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you ask somebody what they've been doing, like our stock answer is like a lot, right? I'm just busy, just grinding, just, just getting it done. Just, just, just cashing checks and snapping necks, you know, just kicking, kicking the tires and lighting the fires, man. Just, just getting stuff done, just grinding, getting up early, staying up late. Think about it. When's the last time you talked to somebody and you asked them, what have you been doing? And they said, nothing, nobody. Like you would lie about it before you said nothing. Because if you said nothing, people would look at you and be like, why are you so lazy? Well, what do you mean you're not doing anything? Why are you just, you just a bum that sits around all day and, and does nothing? No, we love to tell people we're busy and we got so much going on. It makes people proud of us. We even teach our kids from a very young age that it's good to be busy. When, you're, when your kid fills out an application to go to college, I remember what my mom did. She said, Nathan, you need to be involved in clubs. You need to play as many sports as you can and be involved in student government and, and all that kind of stuff. Because if, if you have a bunch of stuff on your application for college, then you might get accepted and, and you might get a scholarship because my grades weren't good enough to make it happen. So I had to work the hard way to get there. And so we tell our kids, that, yeah, be, be busy, work hard. It's not good enough just to play one sport. You got one sport in the spring and one sport in the summer and another one in the fall. Like play them all. Just try whatever you want. Boy Scouts, do it. Girl Scouts, cookies, let's go. Let's make it happen. Just throw it in there. Busy, 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 busy. That's what we want to be. That's what we want to be known for. It's kind of a part of our, our identity. And did you know that busyness can actually be the top hindrance to your relationship with God? It's the reason, the excuse, I would say, that most people give as to why they're not moving forward. And so if you don't wrap your mind around your schedule and how you treat your time and what your top priorities are in life, then you will never grow in your relationship with God. You'll, you'll stay the same and what's most important will get kicked off to, to the back burner. Busyness can actually become a habit for us. We're creatures of habit. We like to do the same things and, and make a schedule for ourselves. I'm a schedule guy. I'm a calendar guy. I got a list. I want to check it off. And I'm like Santa Claus making a list, checking it twice. And, and it becomes a part of our habit, right? And all of a sudden, we're, we're so busy, we don't even know how busy we are just because it's a habit. We put our lives on cruise control sometimes. And <laughs> you know what that means. You, you put it on cruise control so you don't have to pay attention. So you don't have to, to, to focus. And I've been in my car before on cruise control and looked up and eventually looked over and like my exit was six exits ago, but I wasn't paying attention because it was just routine. 
And if we're not careful, that's how our, our spiritual lives can be. And so in this message today that we're gonna, we're gonna look at in Luke chapter 10, if you have your Bibles, today is one of those uh, odd Sundays where we're, we're reading through the book of Luke together. We're reading a chapter every week and, and the chapter that we're gonna read this upcoming week is actually the chapter that we're gonna preach from today, Luke chapter 10. So if you're journeying along with us, you're gonna get to read this again later in the week. But this is a story of, of Mary and, and, and Martha. And in this story, we understand the importance of managing the time that God has given us and the enemy called busyness might be one of the biggest enemies in your life right now when it comes to your relationship with God. Uh, there's a saying um, that if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If Satan can't make you turn his back on God, turn your back on God, then he'll make your schedule so packed that even with great intentions, you have no time for God. You have no time to be with God. You have no time to read or to pray. You have no time to serve other people. No time at all. Just know that's a, that's a tactic of the enemy. If he can't make you bad, then he'll make you busy. But before we jump in, this is total transparency. Like this, this passage is brutal for me. I wish this wasn't in here. Uh, I wish we did not have to talk about this this morning um, because I, I fall on the end of the scale. Like I'm a doer. I don't wanna talk about it. I wanna, I wanna be about it. I'm a doer. I'm a, I'm a checklist. I'm a type A person. Like that's just how I'm wired. I, I love, in fact, I love being busy. It's not a burden for me to be busy. I love packing my schedule out. Uh, I, I love, like when my family goes to the beach, let me tell you what my, my girls wanna do. They want me to take them to the beach at 9.30 in the morning, drop them off, and they want me to come back at like 4.30 or five and pick them up. Just a solid day of the beach. I don't even know what they're doing out there. What do you do on the beach for that long? But they're out there jumping in the ocean and picking up shells and sitting under the umbrella doing nothing. Here's the deal. I go out there, I set the umbrella up. I got 30 minutes tops, 30 minutes at the beach where I'm trying to pretend like I'm having a good time and then I'm out. Like I'm, I gotta go for a run. Like I'm gonna go back to the car. I'm gonna ride the golf cart around. I'm gonna go out to lunch. Why don't we go to Starbucks and see if there's anything new there? Like let's read, let's study, let's do something. Let's go play putt-putt. Like let's do something, but I, am not, I cannot sit down all day at the beach. I can't enjoy it. Because when, if I'm sitting at the beach, all I can think about while I'm sitting in that chair is everything I could be doing if I wasn't sitting in that chair. Like, that's just me. I love to, to be busy. And so this text, man, is challenging to me. It, it, it really punches me in, in the gut because Jesus talks about how we treat a very busy life and how that affects our relationship with God. Let me introduce you to two sisters. Uh, their names are, are Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha were, were single gals, never married, uh, but un undoubtedly, man, they were successful um, because these, these girls had some wealth. Uh, the Bible tells us um, th these were girl bosses here. I don't need no man uh, to do my life. And uh, they were big supporters of Jesus. Uh, they, they followed Jesus and hung out with Jesus and were, were one of the funders of Jesus's ministry. So you, you gotta love that uh, when, when you see that type of thing, these, these types of all-stars in the Bible. And so we're gonna pick up the story in, in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38 of, of the day that Jesus actually comes over to, to Mary and Martha's house. And in verse 38, it says, and as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, uh, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a little sister uh, called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
But Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be done. AKA Martha is super busy. What you doing, Martha? Busy, lots of stuff. Got a lot of stuff to do today. It's time to rise and grind. Like it's, it's time to get after it. Don't talk about it, be about it. That, that, that was Martha. She was distracted by all the preparation that had to be done. So, so Martha came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of this work by myself? Tell her to come and help me. So Jesus decides he's gonna come over to Martha's house. That's one of the reasons why we know she's so wealthy. It was unheard of for a woman to own a home in the first century. And so like it's already showing that she's a woman of wealth. And then the fact that Jesus and all of his 12 disciples and whoever was traveling with him and then Mary's crew could all fit under one roof to have a meal. Remember in the first century, most houses were one single room, small house, but this lady had a house big enough to, to host an entire group of men. So she's a baller. But here's the thing, uh, she is not going to, to, to do a party that's not gonna be pulling out all the stops. Martha says, we are, we are not having Jesus Christ over at our house and we're gonna eat bologna sandwiches. That's not what will happen. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna do that. And so she starts to get distracted. She starts to get busy. I gotta go home and clean this house. I mean, can you imagine that? Like if you found out that Jesus was coming to your house, you would clean like a wild man or a, a wild woman. You'd be thinking, what are we gonna have? What, what are we gonna cook? Uh, I wanna make sure he has a great experience. That, that was Martha. And so she's doing everything. She's folding the, the doilies on the table and making sure everything's set up. And she's got the nice plates, the plates that no one has ever eaten off of in your house, but you bring, gonna bring them out for Jesus because you want him to think you eat off these all the time. And so you bring out the nice stuff, the nice meal. She's busy. Scripture says she is d distracted by, by a lot of things, wanting to pull out all the stops. Now, now Martha is the oldest, Scripture tells us, because she owns the home. She would have been the oldest sister in, in the family. And so you know, you know the stereotypes about the oldest siblings. These are the responsible ones. These are the, the, the smart ones. These are the rule followers. Um, I don't know if we got any, any firstborns in the house. In the 930 service, I was like, firstborns. And every firstborn was like, the, I started saying responsible. And they were like, putting the hand down. Like, all of a sudden, the hands fell. But this was, this was Martha. She was high strung, get it done. Everything's got to be perfect, task-oriented, goal-driven, 100% leader. That's Martha. On the other hand, you got Mary. Mary is not type A. She's some other type, but it's not A. <laughs> Mary has no plan for her life. What are you doing with you? I'm just living it day to day. I don't know what the Lord has planned for today. Mary's the girl that, that is just running through the fields, smelling the flowers, just enjoying life. What, what are you gonna do for a job? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just chasing my passions. <laughs> what are you gonna do for money? I don't know. I don't know, the Lord will provide. <laughs> All of this, like Mary is complete opposite of, of Martha. She's play it by ear, free spirit, laid back, roll with the punches, enjoy the journey, not the destination. You know, those types of people, I'm type A, so those type of people frustrate me. Like, man, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're wasting your life. What are you doing? What are you doing, Mary? I am, I am definitely Martha in this. So naturally, there's a little conflict between those people, a little, little sibling rivalry and in, in mixed in with the fact that they're so different. Martha was busy doing what needed to be done and she, she kind of pokes her head out of the kitchen, kind of cracks the door and she sees Mary in there doing nothing. 
just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and if I were Martha, I'd be in the kitchen like banging the pans and slamming the oven door and making some noise. Sure, it would be good to have some help in here. You know, just making sure, making sure Mary and Jesus could, could hear me. And, and finally, Martha, man, she just, she just gets straight to it. She gets aggravated at her sister and she decides that she's gonna confront her, but she doesn't talk to Mary. She speaks over Mary and goes directly to Jesus. I love that, that she took her problem to Jesus. Martha opens up the door and said, uh, Jesus, would you mind telling my sister that there's a bunch of work in here? Would you mind telling my sister this table is not gonna set itself? That somebody needs to take this cornbread out of the oven right now? Like somebody needs to come. I don't know if you noticed Jesus, but you and your 12 buddies are in here and I'm cooking in here by myself. Can you tell Mary that she needs to, to come in here. And so Mary, uh, man, no doubt, shoots a little look over at her sister, sticks her tongue out maybe because Martha's being a tattletale. Like she's crying about it. She's whining about it. Martha does like what the oldest person usually does, goes to the parent and says, mom, can, can you tell little sister to do something? Can you tell little brother not to do that? Trying to get him in trouble, right? I see three things here, three problems that, that Martha has, and she makes it very obvious to us. And these are the, the same three problems that I have. And if you're a busy person like I am, these are the same three problems that you have. Here, here, here they are, check these out. Martha is distracted by what has to be done. A lot of stuff that hasn't been done yet, and I'm distracted with the tasks on my plate. She's, she's worried about what hasn't been done. Man, we got a big group in there that needs to eat and we don't have the food ready yet. So I'm worried about what hasn't been done. And then finally she's complaining about who is not helping her get things done. Why isn't she doing her fair share? Why isn't she doing her part? Why am I the only one that has to do it? Three things, man, that when we get distracted with a busy life, that's what happens. And it amazes me when people tell me that, you know, the Bible's old and this book doesn't have anything to do with us and our life today. And it's just so irrelevant. I'm like, are you saying, have you read this? These are the same things that we struggle with today. If you're busy like I am, then these are the same things. I'm, I'm distracted about everything that has to be done today. Like I'm scatterbrained about it. And then I'm starting to worry because there's a bunch of stuff that hasn't been done yet that I don't know when is gonna get done. And then I'll look around and be like, you know what? If I had somebody around me that was as hard a worker as I was, then some of this stuff would be done. Why aren't you doing it? Why do I have to do everything? Welcome to 2023. This is the life in which we live. It's crazy to think that, that people believe this Bible is irrelevant for us today. Same three problems if you are busy. She comes straight to Jesus with her problems. And I gotta give Mary or Martha some props for that. She knew to come to Jesus with her problems. She did, and she at least, she's not gonna get the answer she wanted, but she at least brought it up to him. And maybe if you struggle with this just hectic, busy life like Martha did, then maybe that's your next step. Maybe this week, you just take a minute to hit the pause button and say, God, am I doing what I need to be doing with my life? Like I got a lot on my schedule, but is this what needs to be on my schedule? God, am I spending my time the way that, that you would have me spend my time or am I missing something? God, I don't want you to be wanting to do something in me and through me, but I'm too busy for you. It's wild that the son of God was sitting in Martha's living room and she was in the kitchen. 
At least she came up to him and said, all right, all right, what's the deal? What's the deal with Mary? Like, won't you, won't you tell her to come in here? Can, can't, you, can't you help her out? Can't you, can't you do something? And the, the danger with busyness is, is this. It, it would be really easy if it was just a real clear decision. This is bad and this is good, so always choose the good. The problem with what Martha was doing is what she was doing was good. And she was trying to serve. She was trying to cook a meal. She was trying to hook Jesus up. She wanted to have a good experience. And that's the same thing with you and I. We don't get distracted from our relationship with Jesus because we're living in some like crazy, wild, heinous sin. Most people get distracted because they've let the good things become more important than the best things. And that's dangerous. Man, I'd love to tell you that every time you make a decision for God, this is what it's gonna be like. All right, this morning, I got two choices. I can either go to church or rob a bank. Which one am I gonna do? Okay, all right, pretty clear. I need to go to church. You wake up tomorrow and you're like, all right, so I got two choices. I can either pray or kill somebody. I think I'm gonna pray. It's pretty obvious. This is when it's, it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be pray or clean the house. It's gonna be pray or spend a few extra hours getting some work done for my boss. It's gonna be pray and doing something that we can do something and serve someone else. <laughs> That's what makes it so hard. And that was Martha. Was it bad that she wanted to cook a meal for Jesus? No, because I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna be a lame dinner party with no dinner. You don't wanna invite Jesus over to your house for dinner and then you'd be like, oh, well, actually, I don't wanna cook tonight. So she was just trying to do her, her, her best, what she thought was the best. It wasn't bad, it just wasn't God's best. And that's the battle that we're gonna have to fight in our life when it comes to, to busyness. So we need to get God's help to really help us navigate our lives and everything that's on our schedule. And all right, God, am I busy with the right things? And what do I need to say no to so that I can say yes to what really matters? And so Martha, struggles with these three things, the things that you struggle with, the things that I struggle with. And, and Jesus actually answers the question. He answers like, hey, if you struggle with those things and you're busy and you, you're, you're at your wits end and you're, you're worried and distracted and complaining, hey, I got the answer for you. And this is, this is what he tells her, verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. If you're taking notes, jot these down. Jesus tells us a few things about how we can battle busyness and make sure that we have a foundation in our life of pursuing God in a way that's meaningful. First uh, thing is this, Jesus just flat out looks at Martha and says this, "You, you can't be devoted when you're distracted. You can't. If you want your life to be a life that is noted by being devoted to God, then you can't be devoted when you're distracted. If you're thinking about all the other things and pursuing all the other things and so busy with so many other things, then you'll, you'll never be devoted. Jesus looks at Martha and says, Martha, Martha, I get it. You're upset. Man, you look stressed. You are sweaty. Like, man, your, your hair is all frazzled. Like, what is going on in that kitchen? What is going on, girl? I understand. I get it, the reason why you feel that way. I understand about those pressures in life. There are many things that you could be doing right now, Martha. But here's the deal. I'm not gonna tell Mary to go back there and help you wash the dishes. 
because she is devoted while you are distracted. She gets it while you have missed it. She understands what's most important right now. And you, even though that's all good stuff, might have missed the point of why God walked into your, your house today. So which one are you? Are you Mary or are you Martha? Are you devoted or are you distracted? And Jesus closes it out by helping Martha to see what Mary has actually chosen. Second thing I want you to write down is this, there's a difference between what's urgent and what's important. There's a difference in your life in what is urgent and what is most important. Martha got caught up in the urgent. She's like, oh shoot, Jesus is coming over. Somebody preheat the oven. Like somebody, somebody runs to the grocery store. Hey, I gotta make sure there's toilet paper in the bathroom. I gotta take the trash out. Like I, I gotta make sure everything's good. I have to do all of these things and check them off of my list. And something popped up on her schedule that all of a sudden she was just like, I know Jesus is coming over, but I got stuff to do. I, I know the son of God is sitting in my living room, but, but this table is not gonna set itself. And what she knew was important was quickly outpaced by what became urgent. Martha was an urgent person. But Mary sat back and said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in there, but I think what's most important is that we spend time with God right now. What's most important is I grow in this relationship with him. Listen, listen to what Jesus tells Martha. Don't miss this word. He looks at her and said, Mary has chosen what's best. The same invitation is up for you today. Did you know that God will not force you to do what's right? God will not force you into anything. God is gonna give you the choice just like he gave Mary and Martha. You can choose to be distracted or you can choose to be devoted. It's your choice. Nobody's gonna make it for you. Nobody is gonna force you to grow spiritually. No one is gonna make you have a strong foundation in your relationship with God. It's gonna be up to you. Which one are you going to choose? And I, and I appreciate the fact that Jesus didn't even make Martha feel guilty for it. That wasn't his purpose. He wasn't to guilt Martha into doing anything. He just said, hey, look, there's something that is the best, the most important thing, and Mary chose it. And it was almost like an invitation that Jesus extends and says, now, don't you wanna choose that too? Don't you wanna drop what's urgent and focus on what's most important? Don't you wanna leave the busy, distracted, hurried life at home and just identify the things that are most important in your life and focus on them? You know it'll make your life a lot better. You know it'll impact every other thing around you. Mary chose to do the right thing. And I hope you wrestle with that decision this week as you're confronted with urgent versus important and, and busy versus something of significance that you'll choose the right thing so that you can move forward in your relationship with God. Here's, here's a, a challenge for me as, as a Martha. I'm telling you, I'm a Martha. Uh, here, here's, what, here's what essentially Jesus says, Martha, I want you to be Mary before you're Martha. That had to sting for the, the big sister to hear that. Martha, I want you to be Mary before you're Martha. That's a way that you're gonna change this week. That's a way that, that things in your life are gonna even out in a life of busyness. I want you to be Mary before Martha. See, maybe you've heard this text before preached by a preacher and it was Mary's versus Martha's, right? 
And the, and the pastor would get up and say, all right, everybody in this room is either a Mary or a Martha. And if you're a Mary, you're awesome. And if you're a Martha, you're terrible. And the Marthas end up feeling bad. And we're like, man, I can't believe that. I've missed it. I made the wrong decision. And the Marys are in the room. They're like, I told you so. Like, I've been right this whole time. See, stop pressuring me into doing anything. And then the Marthas want to tell the Mary to shut up. And, and like Martha will look at Mary and say, well, you know what? If, if it weren't for me, then Jesus wouldn't even be here. So shut your yapper, Mary. And Mary was like, well, yeah, but I chose the right thing and Jesus told you you were wrong and I was right and and there's a battle between Mary and Martha and you shouldn't be Martha and you should be Mary and they they totally missed the whole point of this text because Jesus says I want you to Martha's great serving absolutely fast forward to the next time we see Mary in the Bible you know what Mary's doing she's sitting at the feet of Jesus and she has a bottle of expensive perfume that she is pouring out on Jesus's feet she's serving him that's the key She was Mary before she was Martha. She loved Jesus before she served Jesus. She had a relationship with God instead of just working for God. So I want you to, I want you to be Mary before you're Martha. I know Martha gets a lot of, lot of flack here, but I'm not saying don't serve, don't, don't sacrifice, don't give. Just focus on your relationship with Jesus first sitting at his feet, building that connection and that intimacy. Prioritize Jesus. I think there's a reason why we are called human beings and not human doings. Because we were created to be before we were created to do. We're supposed to be Mary before we are Martha. So Jesus lovingly invites Martha to be more like her little sister, to set her up for success in, in the future. And, and finally, Jesus says, man, Mar- Mary gave her best yes. Like you say yes to a lot of things, but, but is it your best yes? Man, your, your schedule is full of, of things that you said yes to. If you're like me, if you're busy and you're a doer, it's hard to say no. I hate saying no to people. I'll, I'll figure out a way. I'll jam it into my schedule. I'll make it happen. Uh, but what Mary did is she gave Jesus her her best, yes. See, good things can become bad things when they choke out the most important things in your life. Good things can become bad things when they take the place of the most important things in your life. So don't get tripped up. Jesus said, you, Martha, are distracted by a bunch of good things that have taken away from the main things. Martha's choice, it wasn't just that it was bad, it just wasn't her best. You could have said yes to something else. So if you're, if you're looking for a few ways to apply it to your life this week, again, I'm telling you, I'm a Martha. I need, some, I need some steps, man. I need a list that I can check off. I'm type A, I get it. Uh, a, a few things that I'm trying to do this week is, is this. I'm, I wanna schedule my pauses, schedule my time with, with God. I don't know if your life is run with a schedule like mine is. If it's not on the schedule, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. I'm not gonna do it. And so I have to put it on my schedule. Hey, this is the time where I'm gonna spend in prayer. This is the time that I'm gonna spend reading my Bible. And this is what I'm gonna read. And I've got a reading plan and and I've got a certain room in my house that I do it in. And it's it's all a routine. It's It's a schedule for me because I know if it's not on my schedule, I'll fill my schedule with other things. But if I've got some time scheduled with God and you call me, I look at my schedule and I'm like, oh, sorry, I got a meeting. And it's with somebody a lot more important than you. So maybe try to schedule it if you're type A, if you're a Martha type of person, then, then, then put it on your schedule. Second thing, man, you gotta learn how to say no. I hate saying no. 
But what I've learned is every time I say yes to someone, I'm saying no to somebody else. Everything you say yes to that gets in your financial ledger or gets on your calendar or gets put in your phone, everything you say yes to, you gotta understand, you're saying no to somebody else. You can't just keep adding. You only have a certain amount of hours a day that you can do a certain amount of things. And so I wanna make sure that I'm saying yes to the right things and saying no to, to the wrong things. This is something that I've had, had to learn. I tell our staff team this. I say, hey, I don't wanna ever hear anybody say you don't have time for something because you have the same amount of time in your day that I have in my day. It's not that you don't have enough time, it's that you've said yes to the things that you should have said no to and now you don't have time for the most important things. So instead of saying, try this this week, instead of saying, I don't have time, simply say, that's not a priority of mine right now and see how that changes. Hey man, I, I don't have time to read my Bible. No, reading your Bible is not a priority of yours this week. I don't have time to grow in my relationship with Jesus. I don't have time to serve others. I don't have time to do. I don't have time to sacrifice. Like you got time, just say it. Like, I just don't wanna do it. It's not a priority of mine this week. Say those things and then ask yourself, is that true about me? <laughs> Man, is that, do I want that to define me? Do I wanna be distracted or, or do I wanna be devoted? Lastly, you gotta prioritize Jesus. This hurts, you ready? you will always have time for what you prioritize first. You'll always have time. Now, the thing that I put on my priority list number 10, I very rarely have time for. So the question for Martha's like me, and, and maybe if you're a Martha, it, it, is not do you have enough time, it's what are your priorities? Because I've learned when I start my day and my number one priority is Jesus, I will always have time to spend with Jesus. I'll always have time to pray, always have time to read my Bible. Now, if Jesus is my eighth priority, now I might get to the end of the day and be like, whoo, I'm tired, I'm too tired. I don't have any leftover energy. I don't have any leftover time. And Jesus gets pushed back to the back burner. So always prioritize Jesus first. I might have to say no to some other things, but I do not wanna say no to God today. I don't want God to be sitting in my living room and me be too busy to walk in there and be with him prioritize those things. Man, that's, that's what I hope you can walk away with today, man, just giving God your best. It's not about making you feel guilty. Guilt is a, a lousy motivator. If you felt guilty about something that I just said, here's what's gonna happen. For the next 24 hours, you're gonna change because you're gonna feel bad about it. But come Tuesday morning, you're gonna be the same person as when you walked in this door. The guilt wears off. But man, if, if God begins to change your heart, then your life will change and you'll never go back. That's what we want. We want life change through Jesus. I wanna be Mary before I'm Martha because that changes everything. My relationship with God changes how I view the entire world, how I spend my time, how I spend my money, my attitude, my thoughts, my actions towards everybody around me. And so this week, I wanna challenge you, let's make it different. Might be time to do a little spiritual reset. Just like when you, when you have your phone and it's, it's stuck on the screen and no buttons work and you're, you're trying to figure out how to make a call, but nothing happens. What do you do? You hit the power button and you hold it down and it resets the whole phone. You turn it back on, back is new. Today, it might be time in your busy schedule to do a spiritual reset because you're worn out and you're, you're worried, you're distracted and you're complaining. And Jesus has a solution to that. Jesus has a solution to that today. 
And so as we pray today, I, just, I, I, I don't know where you fit on the, on the scale. If, if you're like me again, man, you're, you're a worker, you're a doer. And sometimes we work God out of our schedules. And I wanna give you an opportunity to say, all right, God, I'm gonna do a reset right now. And this week's gonna be different. And I'm still gonna be Martha, but I'm gonna be Mary first. And I'm gonna prioritize you. I'm gonna schedule this into my day and make sure that my relationship with God is the most important. The thing that will give you the greatest impact, the thing that will make the greatest difference in every area of your life is to focus on the right things first. Give God right now your best yes. Let's pray together. God, I'm, I'm thankful that you didn't, you didn't make Mary uh, into some hero in this story. You didn't look at Martha and make her feel bad. You didn't condemn her. You didn't shame her. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't look at her and shake your finger at her. You showed compassion. And you gave her an opportunity to, to leave the kitchen and to, to walk into the room and, and just, just be with you. And so God, it's with that same freedom that we pray and come to you today. As we, as we ask you to give us the wisdom that we need in order to do what you've called us to do in response to this text, God, I pray that we would see you this morning as a loving, caring, compassionate father that is giving us an invitation to something greater. Not condemnation for what we've done in the past, but a clear path forward into how our life can be changed and we can move from distracted to dedicated. So God, help us to have the courage to do what we need to do, to give us your best yes, to say no to the things that are distracting us. God, if, if we are too busy for you, we'll miss you. No, I don't wanna do that. So help us to see it. Help us to, to be different as we walk out of this room than we were when we walked in. I pray and ask those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo Podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.